Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Today we are talking about the Concilio. And here to help me with that is their director of programs, Araceli Diaz. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me today. It's such an honor to be here. Well, thank you very much. All right. So I've heard a lot about this organization, and I've been trying to get you guys in here for a while, and I'm glad that you're finally here. You guys really seem to focus on two things, but we still need to kind of figure out what the Concilio is all about. So what are you guys? What do you do? So um, I would like to start off by just sharing a little bit about our mission, um, because I think that would really give us a high level of what the organization does. So um, the Concilio, our mission is to build stronger communities by empowering parents to improve the education and health of their families. So like it says in our mission, we have two programs. We have education um, and we have our community health compartments uh, department. Um, what we try or what we do in the community is we focus around parent engagement um, and why parent engagement. It's very vital and important um, to the success of the academic journey of the children, but also, you know, to help and create, develop healthy lifestyles for families. Mm. And so when we do that with the parents, we're able to really um, target the family as a whole because the parent is the first and most important role model and teacher. Um, in the life of their children and their family. So to know that parents are trying to create a change within their home, then we see uh, at the end result that the child will be successful, both academically and um, health-wise. So this organization is trying, it's for kids. You're looking to help kids, but you do that by helping parents. Exactly. Ultimately, our end goal is we want to help our children be successful. Um, But to be able to do that, um, we know that we need to focus on parent. Parent engagement is very key and vital, um, not only for the community, but, um, you know, when we stride for children to go, let's say, to college, um, we know that when the parent is right behind them saying, um, you can do it. I know that you have it in you. Let's look at your grades. Let's go out to the school. Um, let's figure out, do you need tutoring or not? Um, or within, um, you know, community health, Hey, you know, they're the the parent is the primary person who um, buys the grocery. Yeah. They're the ones who, you know, put food on the table. They're the ones that usually are doing the cooking. Um, the child will eat what, the, what mom or dad cooks. So we know that that's why it's super important for um, us to continue working directly with parents. And not just working, we're partners. So we collaborate with parents. Parents already come in with the expertise of knowing their children. They love them and want the best for them. Sometimes it's really us providing that additional push and resource that maybe some of the parents may not have, particularly in the low-income families. So I saw on your website, which is theconcilio.org, the the organization itself has actually been around since 1981. So. Has, the, has this group gone under a change? Because I feel like the Healthy Eating Initiative 
those kind of things, those are those are relatively new. Those two initiatives that you guys work on, have those always been a part of the Concilio or have you refocused your mission over the years? Back in 1981, we first began as an organization where um, we were more of a community builders or bridges between other nonprofits and organization and community leaders um, and the families in the community. Um, and as we continued working and really um, looking at the community and, and creating those bridges, then that's where it kind of came down to, well, what a, you know, there's something particularly in the Hispanic families that's going on um, within the diabetes arena. And so that is where we started to see um, sort of the shift of saying, we need to be more intentional about having direct services and programs that are have not been as existent in the community. Um, and so that's where we began our community health efforts. Um, and then through there began working um, under the education, which is more focused on the academic side. So when did you start noticing the epidemic of uh, diabetes? Like When was that? Well, this was back around 1999. Okay. Um, when we first started our, our very first um, diabetes sort of initiative within the organization. So this is this has been happening for a while. Exactly. Okay. It has been happening for a while. And did you guys initially try and focus on helping people with diabetes, or did you recognize that the best thing that you could do for families was help prevent diabetes completely? Right. So it's more of the prevention. Um, of course, we're, we're not a clinic, and we still encourage families um, to go to a physician or, you know, get checked out. But what happens is that the majority of the families that um, come through our services, um, they trust us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they they feel like we can hear them out and we can provide those additional resources. And so when we are able to talk to parents about how what are some of the ways that they can prevent chronic diseases, this is where we fall in now, um, you know, years later. We have now our Healthy Kids, Healthy Families program, which is a lot about the prevention of chronic diseases, really focusing on families that are, um, you know, slightly obese or, you know, very obese. Um, and so we want to provide those resources. At the end of the day, we still want them to encourage them, go to the physician, you know, go to the clinics if you can. But we are able to provide um, that resource to families that are maybe are underinsured or don't have insurance to say this is a place that we know that could, you know, be more economic for you mm. um, to go and do it. The organization basically works on two different things, health and education. We're, we kind of are talking about health, so let's, let's just keep up with it. I saw on your website, one of the first things that pops out is it's not necessarily just healthy eating. It's really combating obesity. And I do see yes. a difference there because there's healthy eating and then there's really working on that. So has obesity been something that has really been something that this organization has always been trying to combat? Or is it something that you have focused on a little bit more lately? We have focused more a little bit on it lately. Again, you know, we started off with diabetes prevention, um, but we know that obesity, there's also other chronic diseases that are caused by obesity. Um, and so when we have parents, and it's unique because this particular program, Healthy Kids, Healthy Families, um, it's a dual generational program. So not only are parents going through the program, um, which is nine weeks, they talk about, you know, healthy, healthy habits, nutrition, they do physical activity. They actually also do an, a cooking demonstration. At the same time, we're working with the children of their of their um, of the parents. So they're also in tune and listening to what are some of the healthier choices 
that usually a child does not want to do, right? They don't want to pick up the carrot. They'd rather have the sweets. They don't want the broccoli. Um, but when they start hearing it through the program, and now both mom and child or mom and dad and child are going through the same path and they're hearing this is there's a reason why healthy healthy eating and healthier choices and healthier habits need to be created um, because at the end of the day if if that doesn't happen and they go to a path where they're completely obese then the likeliness is that they're going to have more chronic diseases mm. um, which diabetes is a huge one um, there's heart diseases as well cardiovascular um, so there's an array of things that could happen that could be prevented prevented by just eating healthier making making healthier habits and choices um, and adding more physical activity in the home. Um, and so making it fun for the children is super important. Parents get that once they go through the program to say, oh, well, exercise doesn't mean that we need a gym membership and pay, you know, an X amount of money, yeah. which is which is good if, if a parent can do that. But if there's not a lot of resources on the table for parents, then maybe going outside and kicking a soccer ball or riding bikes or just taking a walk in the park at the park. Have you guys noticed that the obesity problem is spread out evenly between adults and children, or are you seeing it more with the other? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. To, to One of our requirements to be part of the program, and we encourage all parents to do be part of it, but we do want to see that children, at least an adult or a child, are obese in the family to be able to participate in the program. Um, so we see a little bit of both um, throughout the changes, you know, the changes that we see throughout the nine weeks, nine weeks doesn't seem like a big lapse or a big, yeah. you know, time to say, is there a complete and significant change? But there is, we see changes in BMI um, in adults. We see changes in um, weight in the children. We actually had a um, an event last night where, um, there was a child, a mom that shared that her child had la- had lost some weight um, throughout the throughout the nine weeks just by making those small behavioral changes. Are people home. surprised at how much result they can get from relatively easy changes? You yes. know, I mean, eat a little bit healthier than you normally would, and especially for kids, push them outside and and let them do. It doesn't have to be like you're saying traditional exercise where they're on a weight bench and lifting weights. Kids can just go get on a bike. For I mean, kids can stay on a bike for three hours and, and not and, <laughs> they can and not be bothered at all. Adults, it might be a little bit harder to stay on a bike for three hours. You pass out, but um, are, are they surprised at how easy it is for them to just kind of rehealthify their lives? They are. You know, families didn't realize that it could be you know that fun to do it. Yeah. There was there was you know some families have shared that they have made slight changes like adding a cheese stick, which they didn't think that, you know, versus a cookie as mm-hmm. a snack, um, making a list as a family, you know, going to gro- to the grocery store and making their um, their shopping together and mom and dad saying, okay, out of this list, you can pick one snack. So go ahead and go out and, you know, go out in the grocery store, pick your snack that you would like. So they're involving, they're involving their children as part of this, um, part of this work together. So that way, Again, no, not knowing that it's that simple, but when they make those slight changes, um, we know that there's going to be a change long-lasting. That's what we want to do. We want to make sure that families are adopting healthy behaviors together. So this is a nine-week program. How often are the families, do they meet at the concilio? Do representatives find the families? How, how does this happen, and how often during this nine weeks are people meeting up? 
Sure. So um, we partner with different schools um, in the North Texas area. And so we are able to host the Healthy Kids, Healthy Family program at site at the campus. Cool. Um, there are some some other you know local churches or recreation centers that we also partner with. So it just depends on the area that um, you know we are able they invite us to to attend. The program is for nine weeks and it's once a week, so it's nine consecutive weeks um, in the evening. So parents they we get to see them um, once once a week on a weekly basis. So they're able to do and talk about the changes that they've done throughout the week. Um, and then, you know, of course, we want to include that healthy, that physical activity as part of that of that component. At the end, we culminate with a graduation. I guess the, the kids are going to be there, too. It's not just going to be adults at the meetings. So the whole family goes and everybody kind of gets something out of it. Yes. So when it's particularly in the physical activity days, we have um, the children as part of the parent physical activity so it could be like zumba is is the you know the unique one where we have them dance together for about um 30 minutes to an hour um others we have like a one mile walk um so parents the adults are the ones who are doing the one mile walk while the children children are with our um other team members um our children facilitators that are doing some type of physical activity um with the children so there's always that that um there's always that unique one-on-one with the families or separated with, with um, their teams. What are some of the things the uh, kids do for exercise? So they do um, red, red light, green light. Okay. But they, the way that they do it, and of course, you know, it's a fun game, but the way that they do it is that um, the, for one set of red light, green light, they'll do like jumping jacks. You have to do jumping jacks. All right. And then whoever, you know, gets there first is the winner for that round. And then they go back and start all over, red light, green light, and now they can do like um, a bear crawl or, you know, they're sk- they'll skip. Um, so just different, you know, motions that usually in physical activity in school. Yeah. We we try to relate that, um, you know, through during our after school. I haven't thought kids. about red light, green light in a bit. I know that right? was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one when I was a kid. All right, how many people are a part of this program right now? Because I know that you guys you could definitely help a lot of people, but I'm not sure how many people are being helped. So um, usually we have about 25 to 30 families at at one at um, during our program um, this school year we you know we've been able to have at least eight eight schools um, throughout a semester so it's a semester based program so we're always at a at a at a site you know during the fall semester and then a different site during the spring semester um, so if we do you know twenty five times at least three to four children that's a good number of of children and families that were impacted. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Are you guys almost at a capacity to where you can't maybe invite more people to be a part of it? Because I mean, that's a lot of people. Or are you always just bring them in? Doesn't matter. More Doesn't matter. We are an organization. The Concilio brings any and every parent and family that would want to participate throughout the program. Twenty five to thirty families is usually you know what we've seen as as a usual number. How do you guys come up with the nutrition? advice that you give to these families because you're going to have to educate them on just what is required and why it's important to have it but then you were also talking about meal prep and actually going into the store and finding that vegetable or whatever and then preparing it so how do you guys kind of figure that out as far as just the program is concerned so we do follow a lot of my plate Um, my plate is very huge across you know across the area where um you know we we talk to the parents about the different you know just 
food categories that should be considered on their plate, um, what may be unhealthy. Um, so when we talk about the colors on the plate, um, they're they'll be they're able to gauge more on what should be on the plate and okay. the children as well. Um, so when we focus on that, we also talk about when you go to the grocery store, how to read a food label. Um, and, you know, for some, it's not always easy. Yeah. Um, what are, you know, reading the label, what are the components that you really want to look at to see what nutrition value brings to that to that food or that product that you're buying, right? Um, so we guide ourselves as well off the food label so that when they do go to the grocery store, then they're able to say, oh, well, I, I learned this a little bit, you know, during our class. They said that maybe these these fats shouldn't be, you know, eaten. Sure. So maybe I should choose um, something else that maybe has, you know, less sugars or uh, less carbs or less fat. And so do the, do the parents kind of secretly know which foods aren't <laughs> good, but they're just kind of like, you know what, either A, like it or B, it's just easier to prepare it. It's not always Especially, you know, with a lot of kids in the house, it's not always easy to prepare a, a super healthy meal as it is to just throw something down that's a little bit easier to make but not as healthy. Exactly. I think secretly all of us, <laughs> all of us know what yeah. we should eat and what we shouldn't. Absolutely. The thing about it is that, you know, sometimes um, when we think about healthy living, we think about it as a diet, right? Yeah. And we want to not think about it that way. We want to think about it as a healthy change, a healthy lifestyle. Um, and so when we think about that as well we say well living healthy means you know there's a connotation to saying oh it's expensive right mm -hmm. you need to buy a membership or you need to buy like a, a expensive healthy food um and when we when we share with the parents that's not always the case you know how to find your fruit in season when it's in season typically they're gonna, it's going to be less expensive yeah. when your veggies are in season typically it's going to be less expensive um, when you buy maybe some of the veggies or fruit that uh, may be in the frozen aisle, how could you find those that are less expensive? Um, even the portion size, sometimes saying, you know, when we buy chicken, chicken could be expensive depending on how big the package is, right? Yeah. Um, but when we take into consideration the portion sizes as well, well, maybe a smaller package you can you can do um, and we actually give challenges to families on five dollars, prep a meal for four people. Um, they can either do a breakfast, they can do a, a lunch or they can do a dinner. Um, and with it, with five dollars, families have done it. They've taken five dollars and made a meal for four people. If you can do just one meal at that price per day, I mean, you're not only talking about being healthier, you're talking about really saving a lot of cash. Exactly. It's amazing. I'm speaking with Araceli Diaz. She is the director of programs for the Concilio, their website, theconcilio.org. Actually, just speaking about you, how long have you been with the organization? So I've been, um, this year I actually turned seven years with the organization. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. All right. So is it kind of amazing uh, for you to think about how long you've been there? It is. Um, and there's always a point um, each year I always think back on the reason of why I continue being at the organization um, and for me, the most important thing is uh, my dad. You know, my dad and my mom did such a great job in um, not having as much resources. You know, they immigrated from Mexico, came here, and without very few education, they um, they took all of us. And we're actually, I'm, I'm number four of ten siblings. Four of ten. Yes, it's a huge family. But nice. they did such a great job with us and saying, you know, regardless of what we have or what we don't have, um, your education and health is going to be important for you at the end of the day. So 
every year I always think back and my dad and my mom are, are my best motivators for me to continue doing this work. Um, I want to make sure that every family knows that they can do it and their children will be successful. How has the organization changed in those seven years? Um, you know, I think it has, it, it's definitely grown. Um, we've, of course, we've been in existence since 1981, 36 years this year. Um, and so each year I feel like we're continuously being more known in the community mm. um, through our partners, um, through just families and community that get to know us. So I think in that light, we are continuing every year to to build more rapport in the community and that they, um, you know, particularly our families, the, the families that we serve, um, they continue trusting us day in and day out. And that's something that's that's very huge and important for us to know that we were able to mutually respect each other and that at the end of the day, we are helping create that change and that impact in the community. Is it exciting to see that growth? It is very exciting. Um, you know, through seven years, I've seen a couple of moms that start when, when I started the organization, parents that have gone through the organization and where their children are at today, you know, either, um, you know, being healthier or either already going to college when I saw them when they were like in middle school or elementary school. That's probably so amazing to see. It is very, very amazing. All right. So we've talked a lot about one aspect of what the Concilio does, which is really focus on uh, families health, uh, especially through healthy eating and exercise. The other big thing that you guys work on is education. So when we talk about what the Concilio, what the Concilio does as far as education is concerned, what is it? Where do you guys help out families with education? So again, um, we are in the North Texas area. Um, you know, is it just Dallas County, or is it? Are you spread out through North Texas? We are spread out through North Texas. Okay. Um, we've had programming all the way to Fort Worth, um, Rockwall, to the edge of uh, Denton, Irving, Duncanville. Yeah, we're very grateful to to have that opportunity Excellent. to partner in many districts. Um, and so through education, it's pretty similar to um, it's a nine week model as well. Our focus there is really to um, make sure that we're partnering with parents um, on the role, rights, and responsibilities of their child's academic journey, um, no, letting parents know that college is a viable option for their children. And again, sometimes not knowing what resources are there or what changes there are. For instance, you know, when I was back in school, we took the TOS test. Now, today, it's the STAR test and how that's developed over the years, regardless if you have gone through the education system here or not, you know, there are changes and things that we always need to keep up with, with what's going on in, in our school districts. Um, and so, you know, we want to make sure that our parents, um, pre-K, elementary, middle and high school, so it's a pre-K through 12th grade um, program that we have, that they're, um, that they're being able to have the resources and opportunities to say, well, if my child... Um, doesn't do well in school or isn't doing as well, who can I reach out to um, at the school? Being the best advocate that they can to um, to their child's ac academic journey. So uh, when we were talking about the health side of this, the program was healthy kids, healthy families. On the education side, is it parents advocating for student excellence, PASE? Mm -hmm. That is parents advocating for student excellence or in short, PACE. PACE. Or PASE in Spanish. <laughs> Um, but yes, it is our, our nine-week program where, again, we partner with different schools um, in all of the areas, and um, we go in there and being able to teach and facilitate just different conversations around 
you know, promoting reading at home and the elementary level, um, understanding the educational system. So what are the roles, rights, and responsibilities for the key personnel at school? What are maybe some of the questions that I can ask um, a teacher mm. or um, the principal? Or, you know, if it's something that's more high level that needs to go directly to the school board, what are some of those things that as parents we can have those conversations with the school um, and feel confident that, you know, that we're trying to make a change for the better, not only for our children, but also for the community. For a lot of the parents that are, are receiving your help and, and trying to help navigate through the school systems, is a lot of it just maybe a cultural thing where it's just a difference between how things are done here and maybe somewhere else? Or is it just maybe there was no experience for them at all when they were a kid with anyone helping them to kind of navigate the educational system and they just it's just brand new to them? Right. It's a little bit of both. I think, you know, when I mentioned for those parents that went through the education system here, um, you know, they may have have a good experience or maybe not had have had an experience at all to that level to where they can feel that they feel welcome at the school, which, you know, the, the schools are trying to always do their best to engage families mm -hmm. and and making sure that, you know, they know about activities that are happening with their schools. They know about the opportunities that are happening with their children. Um, but it, it it boils down to that when, you know, they haven't had that experience or not such a good experience, then, um, you know, families tend to shy a little bit back. Sure. And so re reshifting that idea that, you know, it is important for you to go out and ask. Um, and now the second component is for families that haven't that, you know, that they, they've never gone through the education system here because they were from they're from another country. Um you know, it's a, it's a, it is a cultural shock. Shock. Um, it's very different in another country, and I'll you know, like I shared in, in Mexico, it's very different, or in Central America, it's very different um, from the educational system here. Um, in other countries, it's more like no, we the 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 teacher or the school, um, we see them as highly respected, um, and they know when what they say is what it is because they know and they're the expert, and I don't have to. You know, I don't want to unrespect their authority. Mm. Um, but no, coming here, not seeing, not saying that they're going to disrespect their authority. Authority. It means just that the school wants them to be involved. They want them to ask questions. They want them to to go through and say, you know, things that are very key that parents can do at home. You know, setting homework time away from all the screen, right? Mm -hmm. Like TV, oh iPad, phones, what whatever you. Whatever they have at home. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they can get their hands on. Exactly. Um, but making sure that they, they know that those are the, some habits that they can create um, at home. Mm. Or, you know, taking them taking the opportunity to, to do some tutoring. If there's a child that may be very very good at um, math, but not so well in reading. So taking, care of, take, taking those opportunities. But they want parents to be there. And so here, sharing that educational system P component or class that we, that we provide... Um, it allows the the parent to feel a connection and to say, oh, no, you know, it's not that I'm disrespecting their authority. It's that I'm being part of we're partners in all of this together. So that's a nine week program as well. It seems like you guys have dialed in on this nine week program <laughs> thing. Is it mm -hmm. just a, is it just a good amount of time for people to be able to just participate and still get all the information but not be there for too long? Yes. And there have been national partners that um, have you know, have this model as well. And so I think when we we were able to um, adopt this model, it seemed like a very good fit. 
um, for us as well as we're trying to be intentional where it's not too extremely long, mm-hmm. but there's still enough time to start making these attitude and behavioral changes in the parent. Well, at the end of our goal is, again, we want to make sure that families know that college is a viable option. But through that, um, through their journey, we ho- we're hoping that throughout the PACE program, um, parents are you know shifting their attitude towards um, the education. So parents are feeling more confident that they can they can help themselves can help their children go to college, but also feeling confident that they've shared their expectation as a parent with their children about what they expect throughout their educational journey, Um, but also their behavior. You know, we want parents to put things into practice. Each week we have homework that parents take home, such as, um, you know, set a parent-teacher conference. Mm. Um, You know, go to the library and check out some books with your children. Um, Take some time and read at home. So things that are very, we feel that are very doable, that aren't that time consuming, but when they when they put those things into practice, at the end of the day, that will help them create those um, those healthy behaviors that are going to help their children be successful. As we know that reading is super important, regardless if you're in elementary, middle, or high school, or when you go off to college. Even today, you know, we need to make sure that we're reading. And so when we set those habits since they're young, since, since the get-go, and that's something that parents have control of. They are able to set those those rules and expectations at home. And so we want to make sure that throughout the program, parents are changing their, their behaviors, that they're shifting, that they're putting things more into practice um, for, for the educational success of their children. Let's talk about how people can get involved with the Concilio, whether they want your help or maybe even volunteer. What's the best way for people to do that? Sure. Um, you know, of course, going to our website, theconcilio.org. They're always more than happy to, to visit our website. There's a lot showing about our program, so they can definitely learn more. Um, the other way is, you know, we encourage any and everybody to continue supporting um, our, our, our organization, to continue supporting the Concilio um, through donations. If that's an opportunity that um, a person can do, then we're more than happy to do that to be able to continue providing these free resources for our families. Um, And then other ways they can also volunteer. And through the website, there's a link where they can, um, you know, go and volunteer, whether it's in our in our PACE program or Healthy Kids, Healthy Families program. Um, There's always ways we can we can definitely have them be part of our programs volunteering. Araceli Diaz is the director of programs for the Concilio, their website, theconcilio.org, or give them a call at 214-818-0481. I really appreciate your time today. It was great meeting you, and I hope to have you guys back. Thank you. Thank you so much for you know letting us be part of the space. We're happy to be continue sharing about the Concilio. And again, 36 years, 15 years, quinceañera year for us. Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you yes. so much. It's 15 years hosting um, educational programs, direct educational programs in our community. We're super excited about that um, that big, big opportunity that we've had to have from then until now. So we cont- we um, appreciate you supporting us today. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.